0: Damn you, old man! Wait,
1: wait!
0: Old ass man! Shut up, old man! You smell like fart! No! Old oh, no. He's so old he got a podcast on cassette. Oh, fuck your old! Damn it, Wade! So I'm hitting record just because usually the shit that we say on here before we start recording is usually gold. That's true. So I'm just figuring I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just start this. Javi may join us. He ended up having some shenanigans that went on in between okay. everything, so he may not. He may or may not pop on. But he's to... granted you permission
1: to speak to me <laughs> on record on without the... him. Yeah. Is that
0: everybody's okay? Uh, everything's okay. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm actually happy that that actually, that happened because you know before he was just like yo, podcast divorce if you do this without. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Calm down, it's fine. I mean, you and I have a full on damn text relationship and stuff that doesn't include him, like, uh, you know, but he was Kinda just,
0: fine. You know what it is though, because we really be getting in on these conversations and like really be talking about it, and uh, and like he's just like, fuck I wish I could have been on that one. <laughs> you know, he gonna feel like that again, right? Yeah, probably.
1: I mean, I can't help it that I'm fucking amazing, no. amazing.
0: I would say the Kanye West song, but I'm still kind of on that, uh, fuck him shit.
1: Um, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a Kanye fan. I don't. I intentionally stay out of his business. Yep.
0: Yep. You're better
1: for that. Like, I just wish, like, sometimes,
0: yo, it's okay not to say everything that's in your head. Like, that's cool.
1: I'm gonna be insufferably queer today with my Batman DC. I know, I know you all don't share the video, but still, it's important.
0: I just know, um, I was debating on hitting record uh, just so we can have a video. If you're cool with that, I will.
1: I mean, you can record a video. I don't care.
0: Uh, record to the cloud. We'll just record to the computer. I don't even know if I have enough sports. that. You know, fuck it. We're going to... Have- Record to the clouds. Recording so, in progress. And see what happens. It's funny, you said uh, you're incredible queerness. I thought you're I was like, in, I was like, incredibly
1: <laughs> No, in, insufferably queer was the words I actually used. I enjoy being insufferably queer as often as possible.
0: The name of this episode might be insufferably queer. <laughs> I, I just, the name of this episode literally might be insufferably queer. I fucking love it. Because realistically,
1: like, I don't it, I swear queer people have more fun. That may not necessarily be true. In terms of my queer life, I mean, I am at all times existing as a queer person, but um, there's been more heteroness in my in my situation than queerness so Call that. that's why I gotta overcompensate with my my Rainbow Batman tank top today.
0: If anybody wants to know what they're ta- what she's talking about, you can click back on to the previous episode that you were on, when we talked about that particular topic.
1: Uh, what, being uh, uh, polyamorous and bisexual, or um, there being too-, too much dicks around?
0: <laughs> a little bit of both, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, generally, like, there's always too many dicks because all my friends are dudes for the most part. So, even, even a platonic way... There's always too many dicks.
0: I wonder if iTunes will. Um, I wonder if iTunes will accept insufferably queer but too many dicks.
1: <laughs> you can always do like the little asterisk instead of an I or something. That so that's what happens with uh, because uh, blurred comics. We say it's a podcast about blackness and blurred shit from a couple of mixed black birds, and we always get dinged on that stupid shit, S- especially on iTunes. S- second, I changed that I to a fucking asterisk. No problems.
0: Maybe I should just change it to an up. Maybe I just change it to an exclamation point, which is essentially just an upside down lowercase i. Word.
1: Why not? Yeah. No. Too many dicks. <laughs> Too many dicks. <laughs>
0: uh, right. Did you?
1: I'm older than you, but um, not by much. So you probably saw or had access to Flight of the Concords when they were big, like uh, probably 12 years ago.
0: I believe so. I know I've heard the name a bunch.
1: So they're a New Zealand comedy parody band or whatever. And sometimes yes. they do rap and sometimes they do songs or whatever. Yes. And uh, they had a TV show on, on MB, uh, NBC. What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, HBO. But they had a song called Too Many Dicks on the Dance Floor. Too Many Dicks. <laughs> too Many Dicks on the Dance Floor. Spread out the dicks. And it's all about how there's too many dicks too close by. So you need to like put girls in between. Um, I enjoyed that song.
0: I just love them taking notes for this, and the first thing I have on here is too many dicks. <laughs> Insufferably queer, too, <laughs> many dicks. Too, too many dicks. Too many dicks. Insufferably queer, but too many dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, the goddess love and the lord of laughter, Old Man Wade, and I'm sitting here with my Auntie Charnay. Pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew. My mom, pew, pew. I don't
1: know why I did, I did peace funds and everything. It doesn't, it doesn't make
0: any sense. You, you know, you said <laughs> pew, pew. The first thing I thought up in my head was Star Wars. How was Obi-Wan then?
1: I have feelings. Um, ha- are you watching it, or have you watched it, or do you have any intention to watch it? Oh, I have.
0: Okay, so here's the funny thing about this. I, I'm going to finally go back and watch The Mandalorian. I think I'm going to do that okay. over the weekend. Not The Mandalorian. I've seen The Mandalorian. Um, Boba Fett. I'm going to watch Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. And
1: Bo- you... Boba I almost didn't watch because Boba is not a character that you're supposed supposed to know about he's supposed to be mysterious and ever since they decided to make him the basis of all the clones um things have kind of gone downhill for boba since then and even the actor who plays him is like i want boba to go back to his badass days it's like yeah no shit um because what they did to him in the book of boba completely undoes his core character oh, that's wacky. like so that's what bothers me. I love that actor and I'll take any opportunity to, you know, see him. I think he's I think he's a good actor and shit like that. But um, the whole deal about Boba, and this is like why while like Brandon will call me a toxic fan when it comes to Star Wars, <laughs> all I want is for things to be correct. Like I don't care if you change different things about the world. I mean, I'm a comic book fan. I'm I'm, I'm used to continuity shifting. Yeah. But what I don't abide by is when they change the core character. Like who that person is at its core, um, you know. That's why I don't even go down for like the Joker movie that they made with um, rapist Joaquin Phoenix. So
0: um, fucking.
1: Because like one, it wasn't the Joker, but two, to even refer to it as a Joker or have it be like an other word Joker, they took away part of his core characteristic and just kind of focused on him being an incel white man. Yeah, um, and that's not really joker's vibe you know he's not an insult oh.
0: on, on i mean any level
1: yeah like he could get pussy if he wants he he just doesn't um care about the pussy he gets you know what i'm saying yeah
0: so and like in some ways he's actually kind of a smooth character in his most toxic and psychotic way
1: right right exactly and so like that's the thing you keep to joker right so with boba what bothers me or with a lot of the stuff that they do in star wars which is they're also committing the sin in um obi-wan as well is they take a person's core personality. Boba has one rule and one rule only. Don't get in the way of my money. Yeah. And you're, you know, he's not even a true Mandalorian in the sense that he didn't grow up in Mandalore. He didn't grow up with the Mandalore culture and really? stuff like that. Oh. Um, um, and I'm digging into the crates. I'm talking about like old world Mandalore and stuff like that. Like the warrior way that exists within the Mandalore in population is more, so, well, like, um, so the character that is played by, um, yeah, whatever, the Mandalorian character, he, his versions of the Mandalorian culture is, the, is like a, a, a fanatic set of the Mandalorian. So, like, this, this is the way thing and not taking your mask off. That's like old Mandalorian stuff, but it's also a very specific set of the Mandalorian belief system. But you know they had a whole culture. They had a whole planet. They they had uh, they're very warrior driven culture. And um, but but by the time Boba is born as a clone, since they've changed his origin or since they've created a weird origin for him, he wouldn't have known Mandalore. He only knows his father, Jango. Um, and so he wasn't raised in like the truth, like consider them like Spartans, right? Like if you're a weak baby, you're gonna get tossed, kind of level of warrior type stuff. So he wasn't really raised around that kind of stuff. But what the what was so exciting about Boba in the previous movies, the early movies, was that you didn't know who the fuck he was. You could ju- you just had the voice, you just had the mask, and you're like, he's just a fucking badass, right? Yeah. As they start to fill in more stories about him, he it takes away the badassery. You know, because you're just not supposed to know about these characters. I mean, that's what was so exciting about Darth Vader for so long, is that you didn't know he was a whiny little bitch <laughs> <And I think laughs> before he became that, Darth Vader.
0: And a lot of that, I think, hurt his um, hurt the way people looked at him. And I don't think it was yeah. until Rogue One, where we really saw him like let loose, that the badassery of it started to come back.
1: Yeah, I I think they they did a real disservice in letting us see Anakin's origin. um, or, Or had they just had a better actor... Um, you know, maybe it would have been better. But whatever, the writing wasn't good. It was what it is. Um, but, you know, some of us still really like the world. And so I would rather them dig into the non-Skywalker-related incestuous part of Star Wars and just go out into the outer, you know, the outer rim and the extended universe or the Old Republic so that you don't have to touch the Skywalker storyline. Then That way you don't fuck with certain characters. Uh, so with Boba, uh, if you end up watching it, what they ended up doing with him is making him very peaceful and it's not that he is violent by nature it's that you don't get in a way of his money and they allowed him being falling into the sarlacc pit to like change him fundamentally and i i don't need a character like boba to change fundamentally and i don't think in terms of the kinds of things you can be traumatized by i mean yeah being partially digested by a living tube creature might be traumatic but not the kind of traumatic that that makes you come out of that home and be like man I don't care if people mess with my money no more you know what I'm saying so there's things about what they do with his storyline that really wasn't exciting I ended up watching it because I found out how all of these are interconnected um, the Mandalorian, of Boba, um, Ahsoka when her thing comes out and stuff like that. They'll all be connected. So I ended up watching it for that purpose with Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan takes place um, after return, 10 years after return of the Jedi. Um, And so, and so you're, so you get glimpses of baby Luke, you get glimpses of baby Leia and stuff like that. What they've done with Obi-Wan as a character. And I went off about this on my own show the other day. Obi-Wan, in terms of all the Jedi, is the most balanced Jedi. He is as wise as, um, or this is what Anakin says about him, he's as wise as uh, Yoda, Master Yoda. He is as um, strong as Master Windu. He is the most good, like in terms of balance of good, he is the most good. Because even with someone like Master Windu, um, Master Windu dabbles in, I think it's called the pod, which is a a fighting style where you touch the dark side but you don't cross over to the dark side so he can still show anger that's why someone like samuel L. jackson playing him makes sense because he can still show anger and not break sort of the code of of the jedi but but with obi-wan he's like the most balanced jedi there ever was and what they've done with him is they've made him afraid to use the force um they make him so traumatized by the events of order 66 that he disconnects from the force, which doesn't make sense because he had an assignment. He had two assignments from Iota. Yoda. One um, chatted up with Qui-Gon ghost as a force ghost and two, watch over Luke. Um, he's doing the watch over Luke part, but he's cutting himself off from the force. And that doesn't make any sense because they allude to him actually talking to Qui-Gon in multiple things before we get to this. Um, And so there's literal times when he's like, "Eh," and he can't quite, like, he's struggling to do the Force, and that doesn't work for him as a character. That being said, Ewan McGregor performing what they've given him, amazing. He's an amazing actor. He's doing an amazing job. Is he being Obi-Wan? No. So I'm watching it. Most of it's making me giggle. The other stuff is... You know, George already fucked up with the prequels, like undoing some stuff that he had already established, like that Leia remembered her mother. You know, there's things like that 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 um, pop up in the original movies that get undone in the prequels. And they're further undoing that because, I don't necessarily want to spoil but Obi-Wan does something that another character that pops up in the original movies should well-ass remember. <laughs> oh, God. And it's so significant that I don't know what work they're going to have to do between now and the end of this series to undo that memory for that character. Because without it, it for an old head who's been a part of the Star Wars universe since inception, like, I'm born the year the first movie comes out. And I've been, you know, been watching it all these years, like... you're gonna fuck with what i know you know like the people who have been existing as fans this whole time like you're gonna fuck with what we know that's so bizarre that's why i wish they would say in the extended universe because you can do almost anything with even established characters and not fuck it up you know like i'd like to see kit fisto i would like to see uh shakti i would like to see bane and and zana like there's so many other characters in the sith world that they that they like
0: Hmm? I'm dying to see Doctor Afra. Like that's so. I haven't started
1: reading that, so I don't really know that character. But I know people are pretty excited about it. We had it at Gulf Coast, but I never picked them up. So I need to need to dig into it.
0: She was my um, actually. Darth Vader was my intro to the Star Wars comic books, and mm. then the Star Wars comic then the Darth Vader Star Wars comic book. I was introduced to Doctor Aphra, and she just blew is that the fucking, the uh,
1: uh, Law and Order ding ding.
0: Yeah, that's my um. Text ringtone. I forgot to cut it off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mine's R two D two.
0: So someone's cursing at you every time someone texts. You. <laughs> Yo, and I just one of the reasons I like the extended universe, and it was because of some of the things you said. It's because like, we're getting these new characters that are away from the Skywalker universe, era, or as you call it, the Skywalker. um
1: What do you call it? Yeah. yeah, I called it incestuous. It's, it's just, like, it, they need to explain everything while completely unexplaining other things. So, like, something that they do in Obi-Wan in the first episode, which is not a spoiler, necessarily, um, Obi-Wan pays the Jawas to get him this these components that he drops off at the Owens farm for Luke as a toy, in the in new hope this is in this this these components are in luke's room and it's you know it's something he's built so they needed to explain to us how this motherfucker has this thing in the background of this scene like who the fuck cares but they make a whole thing about it's this whole thing that he had to earn money to get the jawa to yeah. do the thing da, 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 just so that they can put it at owen's farm for owen to turn around and hand it back to to obi-wan and be like stay out of our family um to show you one that obi-wan is not a friend to the family so that's why he doesn't raise luke you know um and two just that he happens to have this toy in the background and it's such a silly way of being really incestuous when when it doesn't matter to the universe itself and yet they'll do something like Something very significant that they do in the Obi wan show in the last couple episodes, not this last week's, but the week before's episode, um, that like a main character should remember this, but does not, and it's so infuriating. And so I- in the way, so this is what I told um, Blurred Vision: is in the way that you and I watch twi- uh, Twilight for comedy. Yeah. That's this experience for me. I am giggling my ass off, because if I don't, I'm just going to fan rage, and I don't need to put that kind of energy into this.
0: (laughs) Yo, but I I gotta say, though, just, and you'll understand this from a, again, from a comic book fan standpoint, there are certain things that should be, because we understand that like with comic books, there's all, like the... Cinem- Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Sony Universe and the 20th Century Fox Universe, excuse me, they're all alternate realities. hmm Right. There's infinite number of realities in the comic book universe. There's an infinite number of realities in the Marvel Cinematic Universe reality. <laughs> that being said, I really do feel that there are some things that should remain with the character's core depending on what they're doing. Now, when you're talking about things yeah. like a what-if, I get changing things in a what-if, because that's specifically a particular part of something like, oh, what if Wolverine became a vampire? What if yeah. Cyclops...
1: I mean, uh, even with yeah. the what-if, you don't necessarily change the core personality. You might change the circumstances. Like, T'Challa. What if T'Challa gets kidnapped from Wakanda as a child and raised by the... the um ravers? Um, the ravers. Yeah. The ravers? Like... It doesn't change who he was. He was still T'Challa. He still cared about his people and stuff like that. He just was under the impression his, his world didn't exist anymore. Yeah. So he just made the best T'Challa he could be in this new circumstance, right? Yeah. So, like, it didn't change his core personality. They show, in terms of the What If series that, that ran on Disney, um, I, I have not I, I have only one What If book, so I, I can't really talk about that. But I would say that even in that Star- uh, Spider-Man it doesn't change who Spider-Man. It doesn't change who Peter Parker is. It just changes the scenario in which he's existing. So That is the thing that's more important to me. The core personality, or the thing that it motivates that person, like to do good, um, or or to do the bad, like whatever. That's the thing that needs to hold. Whatever scenario you throw at them, alternate reality, that's fine.
0: So, but it, the way I look at it, because like we'll take the uh, the exile. So, like, within the Exiles, you see these random characters that do all these things. Like, one of them is Cyclops ends up leading in, like, becoming the leader of the Brotherhood of Mutants. Or there's another one, the Silver Surfer, where Galactus is the world creator, creator as opposed to the world destroyer, and Silver Surfer becomes the world destroyer. However, there are certain things, even within both of those, that still seem to remain the same with the characters. Cyclops is still a strong leader. Silver Surfer is still. See, yeah, that's exactly
1: what I'm saying. Like, I think that's fair. You can make a good guy bad, but him still have very core characteristics exist. I think that's fine.
0: Yeah, and and I think that therein lies a problem when you're doing a lot of this stuff specifically because with the movies and then with the movies and the TV shows, there are certain things that should remain true. Like, Tony Stark should be arrogant. Thor Thor should um, believe he is the strongest person there is. And even within, like, certain things, like, where Taika Waititi changed the way we look at Thor, even some of the movies, uh, what the, I'm not even going to say his name, because fuck that guy for being a a dickhead on the Justice League, but even the way he portrayed Thor, it made him a better, it made Thor a better comic book character in, made him a better comic book character, because they made him a little goofier, but made him a little... Yeah, I do
1: enjoy Goofy Thor.
0: Yeah, so, like, those kind of things make sense. But the Joker thing, like, first off, my best friend says it best. He goes, no one asked for this. He goes, no one asked for this.
1: Nobody asked for it. It's funny because people are asking for the part or two right now. And I'm just like, bro, it wasn't, like, even in terms of it being a movie, like, forget that it's the Joker, right? Or a Joker. Forget that. Just in, in terms of, of pure cinema, it was a garbage film. It was. And it glorified... Well first of all, that what keep that white man's hands off of Zazie Beats. That was my rule number one. Um, especially up, given who, who Joaquin is. Segment. Huh?
0: Who will come up on the earmuff segment. <laughs> um
1: uh I like I I, I fucking can't stand um, that situation. But also it just basically glorified uh, the the incel getting access to people he ain't got no business getting access to you know like there's there's stuff like that that was just like it wasn't even a good movie like even in terms of celebrating a villain because i think there are ways in which you can really enjoy villain characters i have enjoyed joker for years i struggle to enjoy him now um a little bit but for years he's always been i've always liked a chaotic evil you know evil for the sake of evil I, in terms of villains, they one of my favorite villains. I, I refer to it as the Japanese Joker. It's in the movie Thirteen Assassins, um, and he he's he basically embodies that thing. I'm just creating chaos for chaos' sake. I don't give up. I love a character like that in terms of just letting yourself go and enjoying it and watching it shit like that. Obviously, I'm not going to walk around being that kind of a chaotic <laughs> villain, but, or if I saw one in real life, I would be like, yeah, go ahead. No, not like that. But in terms of like enjoying a villain on, on camera or in a book or in a movie or a TV show or something like that, that like that kind of chaos agent, I really enjoy yeah. But they took away that version of Joker. They took away that chaos for chaos' sake and gave it like chaos because people tell me no. Yeah, like some that's not Joker's vibe.
0: I was talking about one of my friends, and we were talking about how we both hate how everything that when like when there's a... if you're white and a school shooting happens, or if you're white and there's a mass shooting happens, just like mental health. And we and some we were both like some people are just evil. Like you know what I mean you don't really need a some exactly. evil like and that's just the way it is the same thing goes for fictional characters um sabertooth for example when sabertooth was young he was just he just didn't know anything like he was just doing shit and it was just his animal nature now we find yeah. out his parents abused him and all the other stuff but he was already evil um bullseye was a piece of shit from the get go like, yeah you know what I mean? so there are certain things where like certain characters should just be evil
1: Mesquite. And even like in real life, that is the case. Exactly. There's that. Remember that? Well, in my childhood, there was a 13 year old redheaded boy with glasses that killed a three year old boy and sodomized them with a stick and stuff like that. And they tried him as adult. It was one of the first cases when I was a kid where somebody young was tried as an adult. And you look at that kid and the stuff that he would getting into before he killed this little boy, and you're like, oh, born evil, like yeah he was, from, from the time before he could really communicate, he was already killing animals and things like that or whatever. So you feel like there's just, is it mental health? Yes, probably. But there was no way to out, get him out of that in an early stage. Like, it seemed like that was not possible for his situation. He was just an evil person yeah, um, that did evil shit. So, like, that is a possibility in real life. And, therefore, it, it can be a possibility in our fictional villains as well
0: sociopaths psychopaths uh narcissism these are all things that like people are born with like you know what i mean it's, yeah it's unfortunate but that's uh, that's just the way it is like you know what i mean to say like oh this person was like they did it like no some people are just evil and they and, they, and, and like, it
1: could be that addiction heightens what is already there i, I mean agree. i i feel like that's very much a possibility too but yeah so that's the thing that that kind of bothers me with um with some of the things like one, like there's so many commercial properties out there that they can make money off of. So if it's, if it's making money, fucking pick a property, right? You don't have to use characters that we're already fond of and ruin them and just be like, you know, if you were a real fan, you would just be excited that it's here. That's the thing that really bothers me about people who call out star Wars fans for toxicity. Not to say that there aren't toxic star Wars fans. I would say that I'm not one of them because all I'm asking is, Keep the core character. You know, that's all I'm asking. I don't care what scenarios you throw at them. Um, and then keep your continuity. Because if all of these movies are existing in the same continuity, Leia should have been raised with her mother. Um, Leia should remember Obi-Wan. <laughs> Luke should remember Obi-Wan, kind of. You know, like, there's different things that, uh, that should exist. Um, something very significant between two major characters which happened in episode three of Obi-Wan. Based off of what they say in the New Hope, something that goes down between two major characters should not have happened. Then what happens in episode three of Obi-Wan should not have happened because of what they say in New Hope. So there's certain things that like keep the continuity. That's my biggest argument. And yet other people will, will kick back and say like, Just sit back and enjoy it. Just be happy they're making anything. I didn't need it if it wasn't going to be right. I I don't know how else to say that without kind of sounding like a dick, but like don't take away Obi-Wan's strength as a character just to give us conflict because you can keep him his same person and give us conflict and we would still, we would gobble it up, especially if it's uh, Ewan McGregor. He's such a good actor. He's doing such a good job The character he's playing doesn't seem like Obi Wan, though.
0: And that's part of a problem. Like, when I remember last year, a question was proposed Mm -hmm. on Twitter when someone said, Would you rather have bad representation or no representation at all? I said, None. I'd rather have none. Exactly. Like, I was like, I hate, and I always bring Luke Cage up as the example. I was like, Luke Cage was a stereotype for fucking decades. And I went back and read it and I said, Wow, they really put this shit out like it was okay. And specifically finding out that they were playing off of the black exploitation of the 70s, yeah. you made it that much worse.
1: You know what's funny? I, gosh, I'm I'm about to admit it. I really do love black exploitation. I, I even studied it in college. Like I was a film major. I went through black exploitation studies. I have a huge collection. I know it's terrible while I'm watching it. It's 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 something that I've never not been aware of it being terrible. And yet for some reason there's certain ones that I really love. But knowing that about Luke Cage didn't make me like Luke Cage yeah. cuz in print it doesn't it didn't flow the way it flowed in movies i guess and so like when i see Luke Cage i would be like oh gosh we don't talk like that and then i'll turn on a fucking you know hot potato or some shit like that and i'll be like well they made us talk like that you know what i'm saying so like it's a bad it's a completely hypocritical thing on my part well, but
0: it's also a white company exploiting exploitation, like, you know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Double white exploitation? Yeah, like, Um,
0: there's a difference between... uh, Here's a perfect example. The conversation of comedy comes up when it goes, where is the line drawn on who can make the jokes and who can't? I firmly believe that if you're going to go to see a comedian, know who you're going to see. So, if you're going to see Dave Chappelle, know what he's going to say.
1: well that's that's a growth thing though because in the beginning you weren't getting that kind of shit from dave now you're getting that shit so now you got to be like if you don't want to hear anti-trans shit maybe don't go see dave chappelle but if you would have told me that 15 years ago i would have been like nah he's not gonna talk about that shit and he wasn't you know
0: so but like if you're if you're a black person uncomfortable with the n-word or a white person uncomfortable with the n-word don't go see
1: Dave. Don't go see Chris. Don't go see Dave. Don't go see Chris.
0: Yeah, like you know what I mean? Don't p- go see most
1: of these motherfuckers because they all use it on stage.
0: Like you know what I mean. If you're, if you don't like, um, if you don't like certain things, like if you don't like the excessive word, the uh, excessive use of the word pussy, don't go see a lot of female comedians because they're going to say it because it's what they have. So mm-hmm. when I think of, fuck, I had a point. I can't remember what the fucking point was. Basically like you know what I mean, like there oh yeah, that's what it was. So when it comes to certain things, I do believe that there are I'm not gonna tell anyone to not be offended. I'm not gonna do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like what offends me may not offend the next person and what offended mm-hmm. them may not offend me. Because we're all built we're all built different. I'm not gonna tell someone how not to be how to be offended. What I am gonna say is this everybody doesn't need your opinion and sometimes <laughs> there are certain things you should just not say. I don't use the F word for the LGBTQ plus community. Haven't used it in years. Haven't used it yeah. in probably over a decade. It's not a word I want to say. It's not a word I'm yeah. going to say. When Dave used it in one of his stand-ups, I was like, oh, I cringed. I'm like, because he, he like blurted it out and like, just like said it loud.
1: Did, but it's so weird, actually, to hear it now. I mean, it was never a word I used, but you would hear it way more often when I was growing up oh, as yeah. a as a kid and stuff. But when you hear it now, you're just like, "Haven't we talked about this?" You know, like it's always, you know, it's always just like, "Ah,
0: yeah." And so, like, but and so, like, um, Ralphie May. Some of the things Ralphie May said, I didn't like, so I just got it off. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, oh, or I would just skip to the next track. Like, you know what I mean? If you go to a Patton co- um show. And you're heavily Christian, you're going to be offended by a lot of shit that Patton Oswalt said, and he is right. one of these safer comedians. So yeah. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, he's he's pretty, he's almost non-blue.
0: Yeah,
1: he's super nerdy, but yeah, he is he is uh, anti-theist, and I mean, I can rock with that. So Yeah,
0: so like when I look at certain things, it's just like there are certain things you should not be allowed to say. Um, but I also do believe that like if you if you know what's what, then just
1: I mean, I think even to some degree there is a there's a magic in how some comedians can use certain slurs where it's clear they're mentioning it, not using it. So that's the other thing. A lot of people don't understand the difference between use and mention. Um, Which is what what's the Ronnie what's his last name? Ronnie Chang Chen, I think. He's he was on uh, Daily Show. And then he was also in uh, Shang-Chi. He said, uh, yeah, I speak ABC. Ronnie, he just had a special out. I I can't think of his last name. Um, But he has this whole thing about slurs. And he talks about how, like, Black people being able to reclaim the N-word as a slur. Like, how cool that is as a community. Because as an Asian, being able to say the C, um, you know. uh, C-H-I-E-M-G. Yes. Um, So being able to use the C slur for Asians, um, he's like, he's like, yeah, we can't get away with that. Like, there's nothing cool about that. There's no way to use it. And yet, so in that case, he is mentioning it. He's not using it. He's mentioning it as part of his, his comedy. And as he says it, it's not like every time he says it, because he's clearly explaining how this word can be used or, or how it is not effectively used or something like that. It's a mention. Um. So, like, I think there's a magic to that. To some, for some people, I don't think most comedians can pull it off, though. Um, and and so, like, like even for me, like I'm not a person to hear that that welcomes hearing the f slur for the gay community from gay people either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't read it the same way that I read. Uh, the ga versus the hard er when it comes to nigga you know like because yeah. i grew up listening to that i grew up hearing it i grew up using it so it, for me that reads different it's just my experience that it reads different than the f the f i used to hear all the time growing up and yet it's ne- it's never something that i can comfortably i can comfortably hear even if spoken from a queer a queer person so it's really, it's it's strange. There is certain words have magic and they can be used and, yeah. and some can be mentioned and some can't be mentioned without someone accusing them of using it. So it's like really, yeah, there's some, there's some.
0: There's a definite paradox with um, a lot of these words. I just, yeah. In my, and we can move on to some happy stuff after this. One of my, <laughs> one of the things I love is when someone goes, well, why can't I say it? And I heard the response to that was perfect. It's like, well, why do you want to say it?
1: What do you want to say? I've had to have this conversation with people so many times. Um, I used to, when I lived in Massachusetts, the most racist place I've ever lived, which I know you (laughs) live in now. Um, uh, I was in this knitting group with a, a whole diverse group of ladies I mean mostly white but there were but different age groups and stuff like that but um, there some of us brown ones and it would come up every so often where they would want permission certain members of that group would want permission to say it they would let us. They would list all their black friends to kind of give us and, and I kept saying well first of all none of us can give you permission to say it if you're going to say it, you're going to say it be prepared for the consequences of saying it you don't get a pass, there's no pass to say this word if it doesn't belong to your community the other part but the most important part is why do you want to say it why is it so important to you because for me even though i do say it i say it because i grew up saying it i grew up in long beach everybody said it my family said it every stuff like that so from but is it so important that i can't not say it no i can i cannot say it I not say it a whole bunch. I not say it when I'm around white people. You know what I'm saying? Like I I only say it in community and specifically my community. You know, I'm not going to roll up into a random town of a whole bunch of people I never met yet and start dropping it before they meet me. Yeah. No. So is it possible to not say it? It's 100% possible not saying it. Do I feel like I'm at a loss because like I'm a mixed black person and there might be some people I can't say it around. Fucking no, (laughs) but white people don't seem to have that. Like white people seem to need permission. And which I think goes more to like, I just want to be able to say it without being punched in the face. No, say it, get punched in the face, move on with your life. You know what I'm saying? Like if that's, if that's, if it's that important for you to say it, say it, get punched in the face, move on with your life. Said, See how important it is after
0: that. I've said it to people. Uh, I've said it to people like, "You can say whatever you want, but just remember, there are consequences.
1: There are consequences. And freedom of speech protects you from the government. <laughs> it does not protect you from a random ass person. Uh, so stop with the freedom of speech nonsense."
0: Yeah, I don't think people understand what the um, what their amendments mean, which is yeah. to me. um, I don't know if you, you ever seen um, Dope, the
1: movie. Yeah, I
0: love that movie. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, watch it. It's, well, it's in my like top ten or fifteen favorite movies. And this dude, Blake, uh, dude Will,
1: uh, wants to, wants to drop the N bomb, right? He wants to say it so bad. Is that curly haired dude from Woke and um, um so, right?
0: Yeah, and Kiersey Clements, who I absolutely love,
1: I love slaps the one. shit out of him for saying it.
0: He goes. Well, she yeah. gives him
1: permission. She's like, "Yeah, go ahead and say it." <laughs> she
0: still slaps him anyway, and I'm like, "That's." And it I was
1: su- it's such a knee jerk. Like you can tell she couldn't help herself but to hit him. It's so it's so perfectly done. Yo, can I that tell scene you, is so perfect.
0: Can I tell you how much I love Kirstie Clemens? Like she's one of my like favorite like human beings. She just seems like the most like confident and insecure person all at once, and she just kind of does whatever. Oh, she that's wants. cute. I love it. Like she. She, every time I see her or something, I'm like, yeah, I'm with.
1: Her. She gave me my very first like mixed people on a on a um, billboard moment. So I was going like it was like four or five years ago. I was going to I was driving to a job interview and I was about to turn towards it, towards the interview spot, but there was a billboard on the side of the street for mixed chicks hair care, which was a brand I was uh, familiar with anyway. But she was the person on the thing, and I was like, I have never seen a billboard specifically about a mixed product of any kind with a mixed person on it up on the thing just big as life i was so excited and then i like i was excited to see that and then had to go to my job interview which i did end up getting that job um but every time i see her i think about that like she was the first mixed person that i saw on intentionally on a billboard that was that was selling something for mixed people by mixed people and i really enjoyed that that's
0: that's dope as hell
1: yeah, she's she's cool. plus she's cute as hell, too.
0: Oh, yeah, she's cute as hell. Speaking cute. of cute as hell,
1: <laughs> speaking of cute as hell, because oh man, wait, the fact that we've gone this long without talking about something sexual, we would tang tang 38 minutes. I think that I think that is an
0: actual record. for...
1: It's a record. I feel pretty proud of us. We did a good job. Oh. I mean, I did say that that white man shouldn't have touched Zazie, but. That was the closest to getting no, no, in that we direction.
0: Said, we said, that white man should
1: touch. That white man should not. That white man, that specific white man, should not have touched Zazie. Oh, before. Know, she's got a white man now. Yo, you
0: know they're making a sequel to that and it's going to be a musical?
1: Is it really? I saw the sequel stuff, but is it really going to be a musical? Now, let me tell you. I told is it because he danced down those fucking stairs?
0: Let me t- probably. I was, let me tell you, I, was, I said to myself, I'm not going to see Joker 2 with things. I'm all set. They made it a musical. They are going to cast Lady Gaga. I'm like, eh, I may go to the movies to go see it.
1: The only reason why I watched it is because it was on an airplane. Like, it was it was free on a plane? Then I was like, all right, I'll watch it. I was never gonna pay extra money to watch was, that movie. I was, and, I was, and I went a really long time before, like people had already done seen it. I was not gonna watch it. It was. I did it, end up watching it. It's.
0: I think among the most overrated comic book movies of all time. I thought so Joaquin terrible. Phoenix was great. But, like, he's good. He's a good actor.
1: What I'm saying, you know, like, if that work. wasn't the Joker, if it was any other kind of incel dude movie, it would be like, alright, fine, he's a whack job. No, just Fine.
0: Just, literally, just call it incel. Call it clown incel.
1: Yeah, it just wasn't it wasn't necessary to be a DC thing. And it wasn't even like, and I think this movie was a little bit underrated. It wasn't the best movie in the world, but I think it didn't get the props that it, the Hell's Kitchen movie. Um, was it called House Kitchen? You know the three women um, that take over their um, their husbands. So it's like Tiffany Haddish, um, uh, McCarthy, and um, who's the third woman? Anyways, they have gangster husbands. Their husbands all die, so the three of them take over the neighborhood. It's a it's a small oh, the, DC property. The kitchen. I didn't even know that was huh? the kitchen. I didn't know that
0: was a both com- based on anything. the
1: kitchen. That's right, but it takes place in Hell's Kitchen. Um, but yeah, it's a comic book property, and then they made it into a DC one of those DC Outer Universe movies or whatever. Yeah. And I thought it was a, I thought it was pretty decent, but they didn't hype it in such a way that it was like, "This is from the comics," you know, "This is this is this" or whatever. Because you had people like people who don't read comics fighting me as a comic book reader because I didn't like the Joker movie. And I'm like unnecessary. Yeah, um, that meanwhile, me. a movie like The Kitchen gets very little hype. And like I said, it wasn't the best movie in the world, but it was decent. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, and I, I just kind of wish it had gotten a little bit more attention than like the fucking Joker did.
0: Yo, I can't wait till um, they make a big planet move, um, project just so just I can watch how angry everybody gets at that. Because I... Something about when... Something about when a group of people like who aren't marginalized get upset about something and i'm like you're mad at something like for example i do so for the month of june um in february i did different black characters Mm -hmm. for the month of march for the month of february excuse me and this month every day i do a new uh LGBT? did you do asians last month uh no i did not that's a fail on me and so this month I'm doing LGBTQ um characters. And I wait for someone to, to tell me to do a American month, and I'm like, y'all are marginalized.
1: Cut it out. Every it's also it's super easy. You can literally just type in superhero. You don't even have to put white. You'll get all the white superheroes. You won't lack.
0: Let's see, superhero. I, I Google superhero, first thing that comes up is Morbius, Yeah. The boys. Oh shoot, the third the third one is Miss Marvel, but that's because it's trending. Then it's Spider Batman, the Eternals, Moon Knight, that's not that's actually kinda of shocking shocking because he's uh Latin and fucking Jewish. Peacemaker,
1: well, not. but people think about it as white because anything that Oscar Isaac plays in, people assume is white, even though he's Venezuelan and I forget what his other part is. Yeah.
0: Um but I'm actually looking it up now. But yeah, like so it's um well you know, but people. uh he's da Guatemalan and his father's Cuban.
1: Ah, Guatemalan and Cuban. I'm sorry. Who's Venezuelan? Oh, Fred Armiston.
0: Who's Fred Armisen? I feel like I should know who that. Is
1: he's a comedian from S- SNL he, and um, uh, he played. Oh play, yeah, he, yeah, I love him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's half Venezuelan, um, but yeah, Oscar Isaac gets the. Uh, everybody thinks he's white, but he's not. He well, he's a white Latin person, but he's not a. He's yeah, he not is. a white. He's not a European white. Um. <laughs> What were we talking about? (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, trending, like representation. Yeah, there's no lack of... I hate that just, like, having a Black person in something makes people go, oh, here they go with the woke stuff again, when it's literally just, like... Do you not have a world that exists where you see a random person of color throughout the day? Because I guess the opposite is the case for me. I live in an environment where I hardly ever see non-white people except for my half-a-white husband. Like... I don't live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of white people. I mean, there are some gentrifiers out here. I do see them on occasion, but the randomness at which I see white people is so small. So maybe that that's what white life is like, where the randomness at which they see a person of color is so small. But that can't be right. Cause I've lived, I've lived in white areas before and I've seen people of color all all over the place. So I don't understand how even just adding one black character or one Asian character Makes people go, oh, here we go with the wokeness.
0: Well, it's always funny because, like, me and um, Valkyrie are watching, we were watching uh, this Hulu show, Death on the Nile. And.
1: Oh, it's an Agatha Christie movie.
0: I was unaware of that. I I love the shit out of it. And so, as I'm watching it, there's a, um, there's a gay couple on there. And then whenever I see that, I go, oh no, the gay agenda. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite things ever when people go, See, the gay agenda, I'm like... As if, like, gay
1: people weren't existing this entire time. Like, there's a whole ancient world in which gayness was not a a problem.
0: I don't even know if
1: they had a name for it. It was just fucking. It was just fucking. (laughs) Yeah, who cares? I mean, even in every culture, in every non-white culture, there is some form of uh, homosexuality or uh, gender fluidity or open sexuality that was not immoral i
0: mean even in greek greek culture which is well they're white they count as white um
1: there's a little dodgy because it's like 13 year old boys and shit like that but um but even their ideas was about admiring and worshiping the male body you know they would still turn around and have female partners as well but like that was that was the thing it was you just had access to all these these people it didn't. It didn't matter what their gender was. Japan has it as well in our in our ancient history. The, especially the, the samurai class. Like a lot of times, if you were out fighting, you didn't. Your women weren't around, so you had close male 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 relationships that became sexual over time. And then when you got back home, you went back to to your wives. Like there there, it was just understood that like oh cowboy cowboy culture is hella gay. Captain culture starts gay you know like you think on the range they had women and stuff like that no they were fucking each other like that that is it's it's so much a part of almost every culture but you know as colonization and imperialism and uh, european idea. western mentality comes out that stuff goes away and it it's we were out here existing the whole time yeah. insufferably queer like I said at the beginning of this thing, um, we were just being there. We were just out there.
0: Yeah.
1: Just fucking existing. <laughs> just fucking existing. So. Uh.